You're listening to the official podcast of the nation. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and Lubbock. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Yo, what's good, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to the nation's official podcast. My name is TJ Kern, alongside my good friend and Red Raider fan, Blake Hartsfield. Blake, another episode of the nation's official podcast. We're feeling pretty good today, aren't we? We are, TJ. Uh, We've got a new basketball coach. We have a new basketball coach, and it's somebody that we are familiar with, um, as on our last podcast, we identified this guy as a, a, a possible candidate, and we went as far along to say that he would probably be the leader in the clubhouse for the job. But what we didn't know was that he would take his UNT team to win the NIT. Yeah, TJ, Grant McCaslin ends up being the guy. Uh, they did take some shots, and we can get into that here if we want to, but um, from the get-go, you and I did say that that McCaslin should be a guy that they consider, and in my opinion, he should have been the favorite, um, short of getting like a Rick Patino. But um, he ended he ended up taking the St. John's job, stayed at his cozy house in uh, on Winged Foot in New York City. Um, and Grant McCaslin, look, is is not a a a fallback. This is not a second choice. This is a guy that should have absolutely been at the top of the Red Raiders list. They get their guy, so to speak. They did have to wait a couple of weeks as he. Um, wanted to stay committed, and he was very clear in that in his press conference to his North Texas team. Uh, wanted to finish out that journey that ended in an IT championship, um, but you know they they finished last Thursday night. He was on a plane Friday morning to Lubbock, stepped into the Womble for the first time. As he seems to be very excited about this opportunity. Yeah, we just got done watching the uh, well. We can call it a welcoming event as uh, he got to meet the Red Raider nation and got to introduce his family and um, have a nice big celebration, welcoming him back to Lubbock. And then uh, he got to meet with the media and we both watched that. What, uh, what are some of your takeaways here from uh, Grant McCaslin getting the job and tell our listeners here a little bit about who Grant McCaslin is. Well, TJ, the takeaway from the press conference was his just excitement for the job. He he clearly has a lot of ties to Tech. His wife went to Tech. It sounds like his grandfather played football at Tech. Um, he he got his master's degree from Tech and his first opportunity in coaching uh, under Coach Dickey uh, when he finished playing at Baylor. Um, and he was a, a grad assistant here. Um, so there's clearly ties to the university. And and I think long term, if, if you want a guy that's going to be here for the long haul and, and really build something special, um, I think this could be the guy to do it. He's he's a younger coach. Uh, he's 46 years old, TJ. Um, his his blueprint, he comes from the Scott Drew tree at Baylor. Uh, Scott Drew has had many opportunities to leave Baylor, but he's made it a point to be loyal to them. Um, and, and look, if you look at McCaslin's track record, he was loyal to North Texas. He turned down uh, LSU last year. I think K-State called him before they ended up ultimately uh, hiring Jerome Tang. Iowa State called him before they hired TJ Otzelberger or whatever the heck his name is. Um, so, so this is a guy that's had opportunities to make the jump and it hasn't been the right fit, but the tech job is the one that he wanted, TJ. That's the exciting part to me because going through all this, uh, and let's be honest, let's call it what it was, a hell of a season this year. 
um, after what we thought was the right guy in, in Mark Adams, uh, after the whole beard debacle and that, that special season in year one of Mark Adams, to then just come through this season and, and, and just really fall flat on your face and, and be uh, a season of so many close games that you just couldn't get over the hump. There are a lot of behind the scenes things that we're not going to get into um, with coach Adams, with the players. And I mean, it, it was just, it was tough. It was tough on everybody. And I'm a big believer in everything happens for the, re for a reason. Right. And I think we got the guy. Yeah. TJ, I think you're getting a younger, more polished, uh, more personable version of Mark Adams, right? Mark Adams is a great tactician. Um, his defense, the no middle, has become a staple in the Big 12. Grant McCasland is a uh, is a user of that defense. He's met with Adams in the past, and he talked about that today in his press conference. He, he implemented the no middle. He's made some adjustments to it for his roster at UNT, but um, you're, you're getting that same culture and toughness, and he talked about you win with toughness, and so I think – Culturally, that's a good fit. It, it transitions well. I think he's got more personality than Adams. And look, at the at the Power Five level, being a head coach, you got to be personable. You got to be able to recruit. Um, you've got to be able to relate to players, to be a program builder, uh, to meet with the alumni. It's a lot of the things that we talk about with Coach McGuire uh, that he's been done so well on the football side of things. And McGuire loves this guy, so that that checks off as far as what he's done. Uh, on his resume, TJ, uh, he started his head coaching career uh, at the Division One level at Arkansas State. His his one year there, he won twenty games. Uh, then he moved over and took over the North Texas job, TJ. And when he took over the North Texas job, they were not very good. They were two and sixteen in their league, uh, eight and twenty two overall. And in the all of the years since the six seasons uh, that he's been the head coach, he's won twenty games every year except for twenty twenty one, where he won eighteen games and finished in third in the conference USA. However, he won their tournament, went to the first round of the NCAA tournament, upset Purdue. Now look, everybody upsets Purdue. I'm just going to take a shot there, but look every year he's won 20 games. He caps it off with 31 wins this year. Uh, second in the conference USA wins the NIT. The team he finished in second two was FAU who ended up in the final four. Uh, this is a guy that's a winner TJ. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring and be able to accomplish here at Texas tech. And it feels, it just feels like we've got our guy. I mean, if, if, if you would have told me two months ago that we were going to go out there and find another guy with Texas Tech ties to come in and not only have Texas Tech ties and Texas Tech roots and West Texas toughness, but somebody that would also be qualified for this job, want the job, and then accept the job, I mean, I would have... Grant McCaslin was, was the leader in the clubhouse two months ago. Yeah, TJ, and look, you talked about it, and, and I mentioned it too. He's a winner. His first year at North Texas, he wins the CBI, and for those that don't know what the CBI is, it's the postseason tournament that's the level below the NIT, so it's for it's kind of the third rung. under. So the NCAA tournament's the best, then the NIT, then the CBI. So he wins the CBI in his first year, um, wins a tournament game in the year, the only year that he doesn't get 20 wins, upsets a, a four seed in Purdue, um, and then wins the NIT in his last year at North Texas. Uh, a lot of West Texas ties um, with his family. He coached at Midland Junior College, which Mark Adams also coached at. Um, he, he, he 
got his master's degree, as I said, from Texas Tech. So yeah, he's he's excited to be here. He wanted this job. Like I said, he he turned down other power five offers and never entertained leaving North Texas until he had the right opportunity. Um, and he talked about how this was the right opportunity. He sees this as as a job that you can win a national championship. He talked about how he thought that the United Spirit Markets Arena was one of, if not the best, uh, environments in college basketball. And, and we've heard that from Ted Emmerich. And I think you and I both sincerely believe that. Um, certainly one of the best environments in the Big 12. Um, and he he sees the engagement, the opportunity, the facilities, and and, and this is the place that he wanted, TJ. And look, he's he's got a 67% winning percentage as a head coach at Arkansas State and North Texas. And um, not to take shots at those two programs, but they don't have one-tenth of the resources that he's going to have in front of him here at Texas Tech. Yeah, before we get into what's next for Grant McCaslin and who might be on the staff and what, you know, how do we hit the ground running with uh, our new head coach? I want to remind everybody you're listening to the nation's official podcast. My name's TJ Kern. That is Blake Hartsfield and Blake. Let's get right to it because I'm really excited about this next part. You have a coach and now what's the first step of a new head coach, right? You need a staff. Yeah, TJ, I think it's a two-pronged approach that's the next step, so to speak. One, and he talked about how he's already done this, it's meeting with the current players, evaluating the roster that you have in front of you, deciding who fits into that system, who do you want to keep and build around, um, and, and who do you want to not, for a lack of a better way to put it, process out, but help them to find their next opportunity if they're not going to be in your plans at, at Texas Tech. Um, I think the biggest name that that is up for debate about that is is Pop Isaacs. Um, Pops is is a guy that I think a lot of Red Raiders would love to keep. I think McCaslin is going to meet with Pops and, and his family, um, decide if this is the right fit for him. Um, if Pops decides to to go play somewhere else, he's got a great option at, in Tyler Perry, who was the player of the year in Conference USA, his point guard at UNT. Uh, this is a crafty guard that can score. So if they do need a replacement to got a guy to come in and run the offense, he he's got somebody who I think he would absolutely get if he wants him. Um, but he might, you know, want to keep pops and, and build around that youth and the talent that we see. Um, and then to your point, TJ, a staff, you've got to put a staff together. Um, his associate head coach, uh, Hodge is going to be promoted as the uh, head coach at North Texas. I believe that's going to be announced tomorrow. He is bringing from what I've heard, he's bringing a, a couple of guys with him from that staff, but he does need an associate head coach. And what I've been told and, and and the name that has floated around on social media is Ben McCollum. And, and TJ, if he can hire Ben McCollum as his associate head coach, man, would that be a home run. This is a guy that, for those who don't know who he is, he was a name that was floated and probably talked to by this committee uh, to be the head coach at Texas Tech. He's at Northwest Missouri State. They're a Division II powerhouse, TJ. Uh, the guy has won not one, not two, but uh, four national championships at the division two level back-to-back uh, -back in 20 and 21 um, has made, he is considered an offensive genius and guru. Um, and the rumor is he's going to come in and be the associate head coach. Which has me absolutely floored, right? Like what are the odds that Ben McCollum has a relationship with Grant McCaslin? Apparently they go and, way back. Yeah. And apparently uh, through through our conversations and through the research that that we've done, they're they're buds. 
yeah, they're, they're friends. Um, if if you believe social media and, and account following, uh, Ben McCollum in the last three or four days has followed most of the current roster and a couple of the names that Tech has been rumored to already be in contact with in the portal. Um, so it's exciting, TJ. I do expect that to be announced here in the next couple of days, barring a, a change in direction uh, of the wind, so to speak. But yeah, that, that would be a name that would round out the associate head coach. He brings over a couple of his guys from North Texas who've been with him forever that he trusts as as the you know end of bench coaches and and recruiting guys and look you put together a good staff and then you focus on putting this roster together for next year. Um, Jalen Tyson's going to be on this roster. Kron Lindsay is going to be on this roster. That's the transfer from Georgia. Who those who didn't follow he he followed a very uh, Tyson like path. Was a freshman at Georgia, averaged twelve points a game. Uh, transferred in midseason has been sitting on the bench at Tech. Um, and then we'll see on guys like Lamar Washington, Daniel Bacho, uh, Pop Isaacs, as I talked about. Um, the guys who we know are leaving, Davion Harmon's going pro. Fardoz Amac is either going to go pro or transfer somewhere else. I- I've heard Elijah Fisher and, and Texas Tech is no longer a thing. He's going to move on and go somewhere else. And that one hurts a little bit because of what he he showed at the end of the year. But look, I trust Grant McCaslin to put together a roster uh, that that he's going to uh, be able to win with. As we talked about, this guy's a winner and he finds a way to get it done. And he expects to win. He talked about today being the day that uh, he wanted this press conference because the national championship game is tonight. Yes, it is. And he wanted to show that, hey, we're going to we're going to announce it. Apparently, he had several days to uh, pick from and he chose today. As kind of a, what's the right word? Metaphor? Sure. Sure. You know, uh, symbolism, whatever whatever word you want to use there. Um, uh, being the fact that the goal at Texas Tech is to win a national championship, to get back to playing in Final Fours. Yeah, TJ, that's the goal. It's the expectation. And and look, it, Tech, up until this year, had emerged over the last six, seven years as a, as a powerhouse in college basketball. Um and McCaslin didn't shy away from that. He gave credit to – he even went back all the way to, to Coach Dickey and then the Knight family. Uh, Bobby Knight obviously came in and, and gave Tech some notoriety in the early 2000s. We're not going to talk about the Pat Knight disaster. Um, and then he he mentioned Tubby Smith and, and didn't shy away from Beard and Adams. And, and I think mostly what he was referencing there was the culture that's been established, the environment, the home court that's been established um, that he's walking into. Look, TJ, I don't know if you ever watched a North Texas game. Um, but if you watch the North Texas game when they were playing at home, they might have had 700 guys, 700 fans in the building. Um, and that's for a team that consistently was was at the top of their conference and competitive and winning 20 plus games a year. It's going to be night and day different to what he's going to have uh, at the United Spirit Markets Arena in his press conference today. He talked about how when he over his time at North Texas, they've been the best road team in the country. Um, and that if you can win your home games and then be the best road team in the country, that's a blueprint for uh, winning championships and, and Big 12 championships and national championships. So um, I'm excited, and I think this is the right guy. Yeah, I definitely think he's the right guy. I, I'm excited about his age. I'm excited about his tech ties. I'm ex- excited about his enthusiasm, his winning record, his winning expectations, and the fact that – this just kind of feels like the right guy. And it not only feels like the right guy, it is somebody that, as you said on this podcast, has turned down other jobs. So we don't think that this is going to be a 
two, three year, let's hop to XYZ school. Yeah, TJ, assuming he's successful, which I think both of us expect him to be, um, short of a blue blood calling, and we know who the blue bloods are, um, I think this is the guy here for the next 15, 20 years. He he could absolutely um, that establish long, a brand. Yeah, I mean, look, TJ's 46. He could yeah. easily be here for 15 years if he's successful. Um, if he if he truly wants to be at Tech and, and his family wants to be at Tech and um, by all accounts, there's a lot of familial ties, as I as I referenced. So his, you know, his wife, his his grandfather. Um, this is a guy that could be here for a long time. And that's the biggest key to me, right? Because he's an alum. Getting, he, he's an alum, TJ. He got his master's here. Yeah, and getting the excitement back. This is very much a a a hire that is intriguing to me it's exciting to me and it it, it is I, I i don't want to bring this name up but it reminds me a lot of when we brought cliff kingsbury home right it feels like this guy's coming home the situations may be different right i'm not it's not apples to apples but th- this is one of our guys yeah tj i you bring up the name Kingsbury, and and I get that comparison. I think the better comparison is Mark Adams. Like I said, Mark Adams was an alum of the school. He's a defensive first guy. He's a a guy that cut his teeth in uh, in junior college first, and and then uh, kind of worked his way up the ranks. Um, like I said, I think you're getting a a more polished, younger, more personable. Uh, more of a program building version uh, of Mark Adams. So take all of the things that you love from Mark Adams from a tactical standpoint, from the X's and O's standpoint, right? Combine that with the program direction, energy, personality of a Joey McGuire, and I think that's what you're getting. That's a hell of a coach. That's why I think this is the guy, TJ. Yeah, and uh, the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. This is the Grant McCaslin show pretty much here today. And Blake, we've talked about the press conference. We've talked about the welcome event. We've talked a little bit about potentially who could be joining him on the staff and what the next steps might be. And now we just get to work. Yeah, buckle up. Uh, as we talked about the last time we were together, I believe it was on the uh, end of game, end of season um, post game that this is going to be a bumpy couple of weeks for, for Red Raider Nation, that guys were going to enter the portal, and you've seen that. Um, it was a longer wait than I think everybody wanted for a head coach. You saw other Power 5 jobs open up after the tech job and get filled like St. John's or Providence or Georgetown. Um, but tech was waiting for the right guy. And look, this is a high-character individual, TJ. He didn't want to – he could have easily, when he got called by tech – not not going to the NCAA tournament with with UNT, he just being in the IT, he could have packed up bags and and headed to the Lubbock and gotten started a week and a half ago. He chose to not do that. He wanted to um, be all in, as he talked about on his press conference of finishing out that run. Uh, Tech was was more than happy to allow him to do that. We're, we're willing to wait for the guy that that they wanted. Um, Kirby Hocutt in the in the welcoming event talked about how. Uh, they had 35 something coaches that were quote unquote in the mix or had reached out multiple other power five coaches. They, they made contact in some form or fashion with 23 of those. Um, some of the names 
are, are probably pretty obvious. We don't need to get into all that, but uh, this was the guy they wanted. Um, Joey McGuire said that when he, then he interviewed him, um, I don't know if you saw the, the statement that he released after the hire was announced on Friday, but he said, this is the right guy culturally. Um, and, and look, I'm excited, TJ. I think this is 100% uh, the correct hire. And hey, talk about a little bit about uh, for everybody out there real quick before we get out of here. Norn Sodiasi, a guy who was on that championship or should have been championship team, uh, championship game team, the Final Four team, if you will, of a few years ago, has been such an integral part of what Texas Tech means to the community. And he was on the committee for a reason. And Coach McCaslin even talked about it. He said, man, the guy I, I, I had to impress was Norris. Yeah, I think he had to impress Norris. I think he had to impress uh, Joey McGuire. Um, obviously, Hokut and, and uh, Womble were, were going to be influential in this decision as well. But, um, yeah, the gatekeepers, so to speak, were, were Norris and, and McGuire. Um, and it seems like he's got both of their support. Norris got up today and said this is 100% the right guy culturally. Um, he's what we are here in West Texas. He, he's going to fit in um, stylistically. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, and, and Norris was very vocal about hiring Coach Adams when when Adams was hired two years ago. And um, McCasland even mentioned, I don't know if you watched the entire press conference, but he was asked about if he wanted this job two years ago, and he said he didn't. He said that he wanted Coach Adams to get that job, but that when it opened up this time, it was the right time. He'd, he'd accomplished – um, everything that he had wanted to accomplish at North Texas. And and look, when he was interviewed and probably told and an agreement was made, um, he had not won the NIT yet, but he felt like he had accomplished everything that he had wanted to accomplish there. He wanted this job. He waited for this job. Um, and this is this is exciting. We'll see what roster he's able to put together. We'll I'm sure we'll hop back on here and talk a little bit about that. Um, we've got some spring football to get into here in the next uh, week or two. Um, and that's exciting. Coach McGuire, just a little plug, talked about on the opening day of practice that this year's team would beat last year's team by two touchdowns. And my goodness, if that's the case, we've, we're going to have a fun ride in fall. And, and obviously the baseball team's doing their thing. So a lot of lot of things to be excited about over the next couple of weeks. No doubt about it here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. And man, we got we're, we'll have all the portal stuff going on. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun time around here over the next couple months. So make sure you guys follow at Guns Up Nation on Twitter. Turn your alerts on, and uh, follow me at T E E J A Y K E R N. Blake is at B Hartsfield ten on Twitter. And Blake, how do we always like to end these things? But wreck them, wreck them. We will talk to you guys soon.